Okay. Hi, my name is Anna, and my parents were just recently sprayed with barbecue sauce. And my name is Joey, and I'm developing a rash on my wrist. From your watch? Yes. And this is Epiphanies. The podcast where we explore the world of everyday realizations. Welcome back to our second episode. We were in recent news of us. Uh, we were we were visited by the census man today. Yes. <laughs> God, what an adventure. Our address was randomly picked out of our entire apartment building. Our entire building, our entire possibly block neighborhood. Yes. To talk about Crime. Crime. <laughs> An old white man with a whole tan suit and just the cutest Corduroy hat. pants. Corduroy pants. Shoes that looked comfortable yet stylish. No, they were, they were not stylish. But, but they, they were comfortable. Yeah. Uh, he arrived out of the blue. I was in the middle of a shower. I was I just heard coming the home. buzzer going off and... Joey wasn't home yet. I wasn't. This person was persistent with the buzzer, so I interrupted my shower to get in a robe and go answer the door. And I was in the middle of not knowing what to do when Joey came and saved the day. I was the savior. I rode up on a white horse and took the census man into my arms and (laughs) told him all about how I've never been victimized. Uh... And golly, we had some laughs about it. Yes. Uh, it was one of the best social interactions I've had in a long time. Yes. Well, I took the rest of my shower and then talked to the man. Yep. And did not know how to answer questions. Nope. No, I just wanted to get them right. I wanted to give him the right information. Don't don't mess with the census. That's how we're going to know gerrymandering. That's how we're going to undo gerrymandering with new census data. Is is he taking that for... It was for crime, though. Well, yeah. <laughs> Part of the same system. Whatever. Epiphanies. Okay. <laughs> the podcast where we discuss the census man. <laughs> uh, no, we, we, we talk about things. Um, I'm glad that uh, after our first episode, the idea caught on. People understood what it's about. Every day... Things will happen to you or you'll find some information or you'll just discover some information or God will lean down and whisper the gospel into your ear. And all of that, the last one is important, and that's in the dictionary definition of epiphanies. That's all I could find on Google. So I was like, Joey, why why did we name our podcast this? Uh, People, well, we're going to attract people that are thinking they're going to get some good insights on Jesus and stuff, but... I'm sorry if you came here for that. I'm sorry, Christian crowd. We're sinners, one and all. Maybe. <laughs> no, we're not good people. We're good folks. I think uh, we're good people. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, mm, yes. Anna, what's going on? What's going on? T- tell me the gospel. Um, well, we did have a request. We had a request. Um, to talk about blow darts. Yes. <laughs> you know who you are. You do know who you are. And actually, some news came up for me pertaining to blow darts. So my parents just came back from a trip from the Amazon where they did, not in the Amazon, but outside of the Amazon, get sprayed with barbecue sauce. But also, when in the Amazon, my dad purchased three blow darts. And that just came in to me this morning from my mom. (laughs) Not in any godly way, but through the phone. I mean, it is is a bit of serendipity that we should have had a request for blow darts and then your father. Well, no, I think that's just par for the course for your father. Yeah, it is, except for it was like he's had a blow dart before and I've used it. Um, What? I... Who are you? (laughs) We would... Okay, so um, we would be in... When I was younger, 
during the summer we'd live in a trailer we had three houses like three places to live and one of them was a trailer not and we'd just switch all over because of jobs for my parents and stuff like that anyway um maybe that'll come up later (laughs) but at the trailer one time we had a blow my dad had blow darts and he set up a cardboard box in the trailer which is probably not the best place to practice blow dart blowing um i'm gonna be honest i can't think of the place to practice yeah blow dart blowing probably outside yeah well that you run a risk of an incidental anyway yeah and so uh we would blow darts um at this cardboard box just for fun yeah, and so when this person brought up talking about blow darts, I was like, oh, I can talk about that. But then my dad got three more blow darts, <laughs> so that was interesting. And they're actually more authentic because they are from the Amazon. He bought them after they met with uh, the Quechua, uh, the Napo Quechua in the Amazon. And so I'm guessing it was one of the things that the tribe was selling. Um, because they will do that. I've been to the Amazon too. They will make their crafts and um, they'll have them for sale for tourists. And right, like if you go and visit the tribe, they'll have it right there. I have a bowl that was made in the Amazon by an all-women tribe, which was pretty cool. Girl power. Yeah. Sell it to them. Business thriving. Yes. We've got it. (laughs) Yes. So... I thought that was pretty cool that, like, that all blended together. So, you're welcome, the person that suggested this. Nick. <laughs> all right. Cool. Okay. Blow darts. Yeah. Um, I had, uh, this doesn't, okay, you know this what? Does... I'm going to segue. I'm going to segue. Okay. Anna, when Anna was in Ecuador, um, Anna went there. That that's where it was in the Ecuadorian app, Amazon is where my parents went and where I went. Um, Anna, when Anna uh, went there to study abroad, she got sick. Yes. To tell the people at home about your illness. <laughs> so um, I randomly got sick. It was it wasn't like water. It wasn't the whole. Um, sorry if you don't like hearing diarrhea. Um, it it wasn't, wasn't diarrhea. Everybody. It was. It was Tell it was specifically it. throwing up all it over the place. Specifically throwing up. <laughs> and um, so, yes, um, we went to Quito at first, and in and so Quito's very high elevation in the mountains, and then going down in elevation into the Amazon, um, my something triggered my stomach. Apparently, um, eventually, I did go to a clinic. Um, and they told me that it was a bacteria that... It was xenophobia. I... <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I've completely it, derailed it, it, you. Yes. <laughs> it was not xenophobia. Um, it was a bacteria. Um, and it would sit dormant in the stomach until it was uh, triggered. So it might have been the altitude or something I ate. But... The bacteria was triggered. Um, and uh, while I was there, it was when we were deeper or we weren't deep into the Amazon yet, but we were at this lodge and um, I started throwing up all over this lodge. Like, I feel bad because there was just <laughs> like I was at dinner and I went up to my professor and I was like, I feel so sick. I have to go to my um, I have to go back to my room and just lay down and he was like no you have to spend time with everyone that's a part of this program and I'm like I feel really sick and I just like right at that moment ran over we were in like a pavilion and just went over the side of the pavilion and threw up and then I just Mm -hmm. continued throwing up all over like people were out by the pool I was threw up on them well like (laughs) pretty much no I didn't um and so After I started throwing up, um, the professor went to the front desk and asked, um, is there a clinic nearby? And they said, actually, how we do this is we bring in the shaman. So I was treated by a shaman in the Amazon uh, for this bacteria 
they talked about it being more like bad air um the shaman did and it was a whole process i was rubbed down with a with an egg the egg was broken into water very sensual foamed up and representing the bad air in me and um i was there was tobacco smoke blowing on me there was palm leaves and eucalyptus leaves fanned and stroking me and um there was tea that i had to drink and i threw up and um this woman uh all the shaman um she was a woman she girl power yes (laughs) not from the women tribe i don't think i don't know probably not but um she came in and she had a lime and she rubbed that on me and then she took water and spit all over me and meanwhile to heal a bacteria one of my very good friends and my professor just watched because they asked for permission if they could watch because they knew it would be interesting and it was and i don't know if i can say it worked it didn't stop me from throwing up the next day but i slept through the night and it wasn't until breakfast that i ate a little breakfast and then i threw up all over the bathroom and couldn't do much and just left like puke all over the toilet and stuff like i couldn't one of the times i couldn't get the lid open on time and yeah anyway (laughs) good morning (laughs) so i did get to a clinic and um i was treated i was pumped with fluids because i was very 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 dehydrated um after not being able to even keep water down and i was cured and i had to be on very strong antibiotics the rest of the trip but it was a very good trip. There were other parts that were really good. And I'm actually glad that I got sick because that was kind of a cool experience. And I got to, once I did get to the clinic, I got to experience the Ecuadorian health system. So that was pretty cool. Much cheaper. Much much cheaper. Yeah. How much was it for your antibiotics? Well, for the hospital trip, it was only $10 at the clinic. Holy shit. And then for the antibiotics themselves, it was like 250 um, which seems like a lot, but these were very, very strong antibiotics that in the U.S. would be like thousands of dollars. It would be a firstborn. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I was told, at least. So That would be a firstborn? It would be. No, <laughs> it would not be a firstborn. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it was very cool. Getting sick. Well, uh, so that was my segue. Thank you, Anna. Why? Uh, into my epiphany. Okay. <laughs> I was sick last week. Um, and all I did was eat candy. And uh, this is a much less fantastic story. I got sick. I got a cold. Might have been a flu. Who knows? Uh, and to try to heal myself, I just ate candy. And my epiphany is that that doesn't work. <laughs> it just doesn't work. Uh, because I, I guess I, I got it in my head that um, if you're ill, you just... You just do what makes you feel good in the moment and you don't focus on your body wellness and your whole and your, your circularity and your, your, your mindfulness and your wellness and your uh, health. Uh, and so I ate, I ate eggs, uh, not real eggs, Cadbury eggs. Um, <laughs> I just got a whole package of Cadbury eggs. And at one point all I, I did was I drank Gatorade and ate Cadbury eggs. I didn't know that. You had a whole. I knew about the Gatorade. I didn't know about the eggs or any of that. I was ashamed. <laughs> I got him a whole pack of black licorice. I Joey ate that. is one of the people, one of the not very many people that enjoys black licorice oh, very, a, very much. I'm a huge fucking fan. It tastes like the what what i want leather to taste like <laughs> what i just it's like leather to me but it's leather in okay so i i grew up with a uh, disorder called pica um and pica is uh, basically the 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 impulsive eating of non-food objects so one of my main things was i ate paper um or i would eat like powder so i'd eat like talcum powder sand for a while that was no good um, and I did this, it ended up being an iron deficiency. I only f- officially figured it out like last year. But so I went through a long, long portion of my life just eating non-food objects. Very strange. Um, 
I didn't think that would come up today. Uh, but one of the things was like leather was a non-food object that I was attracted to eating. Like I just fringe, leather fringe. Can't you imagine just putting that in your mouth? Um, no. Okay. I don't. Well, I can. Uh, and but you can't. You can't eat. Actually, no, didn't didn't the cowboys when they ran out of food, they'd eat their own. They eat their own shoes. That might have been a thing, but things are very chemically, um, sorry, um, chemically treated now. Um, I'm sure there was some chem- chemical treatment on uh, cowboy gear in, back in the day, <laughs> so that because the purpose is so that it stays uh, pliable instead of like shriveling up and stuff. So. Like an animal hide is supposed to. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And so there, there's quite a bit of chemicals going into the leather preserving process. Well, it's always been that way, hasn't it? Yeah, it probably has. Like, I and guess. Formaldehyde, is that one? I don't. Tanning, tanning is a chemical process and it always has been. Yeah. I think. Well, maybe. No, yeah, I think it's always been. Whatever. I watched, I watched you... a thing like a few years ago that was talking about uh, textiles and then like what's going into making your clothes. And a part of it was looking at the leather industry and um, the chemicals that are being used, whatever they are, are going into water supplies in um, uh, third world countries and possibly could be linked to some uh, disorders, could be um, autism, but there are also some other like physical disorders that have been popping up in those areas. So, but that was like four years ago I watched that documentary, so. Things have changed. (laughs) Probably not, (laughs) but uh, yeah. And it was like just a documentary I was watching. It's not like I went and researched it afterwards to make sure I had all the lingo, everything down, so. Documentary did it for you. Yeah. They did the research. Sure. So you can't eat leather. <laughs> yeah, no. Can we agree on that? Yes. Let's agree. Yes. You're not supposed to have leather by your animals, because they will chew it, usually, but. Oh, I thought you meant, like, you don't want to put leather by a cow, because it'll kind of remember. <laughs> it'll get, it'll that was like... Dave. That, <laughs> that was Dave. <laughs> Now what is it? Who is Dave now? <laughs> no, like when all he is. We used to get hides from. We had a thing growing up, the rendezvous. Um, Ooh, rendezvous. Um, and uh, we would get like these hides, like rabbit hides or something like that. Jackaland. And hides. <laughs> um, Anybody who is starting up a tanning shop. Feel free to use the name Jekyll and Hyde's on me. Gross. <laughs> like, I feel like every time I make like a joke, a we stop tanning? the podcast. I'm sorry. Continue. Like, I'm not very good at responding to Joey's jokes <laughs> because <laughs> I don't know how to add on to them all the time. You can just keep talking. It's fine. Yeah. Can I just acknowledge, like, haha, and then move on? <laughs> I think that's fair. Um, but yeah and so our dogs uh growing up we couldn't let them near the rabbit fur pelt things because they or hides because they chew them up so you're not supposed to eat leather yep nope you're not supposed to eat leather and i wanted to because i had pika we're i'm gonna tie this all back right now okay leather wanted to eat it couldn't bad for you kill you it'll make dave remember what he was uh, and licorice kind of filled that role for me. <laughs> licorice was like leather's, uh, the leather stepdad. <laughs> the, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cause it was, it's the replacement. Yeah. He stepped in. Yeah. You got it. Thank I was you. thinking leather's brother. And then I'm like, wait, no yeah, replacement. No. Oh yes. Stepdad works very well there. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I, I have a way with words. Now I forgot. I, I got to keep bringing stuff back together candy licorice candy i ate it while i was sick um and i I, the epiphany is when you are sick your body wants you to care about it because it's feeling neglected sickness is the body's way of saying joseph uh 
I've been hurting and you haven't been giving me what I need. So I'm going to get real hot and I'm going to make you sweat and I'm going to make your arms hurt until you show me some love. And I was like, no, fuck you. We're eating eggs and licorice. And that wasn't the way to go about it. Epiphany. <laughs> but you, that- you had like a sore throat and like it was more like a head cold. It wasn't throwing up. Um, but yeah, so definitely it should have been less sugar, less sugar, maybe vitamin C, maybe oranges. Um, that's what I think when I think head colds. The um, Vitamin C, the guy who so uh, I don't remember his name. Uh, I could look it up, but he there's a scientist who proposed that megadosing vitamin C could like uh, get you uh, heal you from sicknesses, the like virus sicknesses that otherwise would just take the immune system response. Um, so that sounds like that kind of seems like something like your your aunt would tell you, right? Like, oh yeah, yeah I drink a lot of vitamin C, or like they'll tell you that if you you come up with orange juice to the and you look like you got a sniffles going on. You go to Walgreens and you have some orange juice. And they go, oh, you got a cold? Make sure you're drinking that vitamin C there, bud. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guy uh, who who decided that, he came, he, uh, he got a Nobel Prize. Did, for um, this? or Yeah, for megadosing vitamin C. A man was awarded the Nobel Prize for saying, put a bunch of this oranges in your body. When was this? I don't know, 1943. Okay, no, that was very... that was the war. I don't know. <laughs> very specific. Yeah, sure. I'll well, I'll look that up while okay. you talk about something else, Anna. Okay. Um, I guess. Do you want me to completely segue to another thing? Absolutely. Okay. Um, one of another thing I've been thinking about this week. Um. I really do enjoy history, uh, like watching videos about history, and um, I have a hard time reading. I have dyslexia, so I tend to uh, gravitate towards videos or podcasts, so um, podcasts about history. And um, I also like HDTV, Um <laughs> Uh, house hunters I know it's fake I know it's cheesy but it's fun to look at houses and it's fun to kind of because you get down the system like the lo- the least desirable house like that it looks like they will not choose they will choose it's kind of fun anyway so it is fun they always go through like I want a colonial I want a tutor I want uh uh, ranch, that kind of stuff. And so, and I forget other names of houses, uh, Victorian. And so I've been thinking about, oh, I should, I like this. I like looking at this. I like looking at designs. So I should try to memorize this stuff. So I've been kind of practicing going along, like when we're driving, um, I'll be saying to Joey, there's a ranch. There's a colonial, like, going through, talking about which ones are which. And um, I've been looking, and some of them have been confusing me. And then I remembered yesterday, <laughs> I remembered watching a video that I don't remember who it was put out by, but it was a while ago. Jake like, Paul. No. <laughs> it was put out, like, two years ago, maybe. And it was a young girl talking about McMansions and how pieces from different like styles of architecture are taken and put together to make these big this big conglomerate of like design that um she was talking about is just just disgusting and like she seems like a real jerk (laughs) it like it could be seen as uppity um saying that stuff but it it is kind of it's like those uh, late 90s designs that you end up seeing like these big grand things that um, come that when people were just either adding on what they wanted no matter what it was um, and just trying to make these grand things that 
McMansions that weren't super grand in reality because if you look at how they're actually made, they were actually made pretty poorly. Like um, if they're pillars, like they're not made out of marble, obviously. Um, they're made out of materials that deteriorate quicker, um, that kind of stuff. But looking around, I'm like, oh, that's why I can't really um, say, I can't really say, oh, that's definitely this type of house. Because there are ranches that have like these pillars that are supposed to look more Roman-like and um, yeah, which... Tudor it, houses with a lighthouse on top. <laughs> sure. Where did you see that? <laughs> My mind. That, that'd be super interesting <laughs> to see. But um, yeah, so just seeing all these different things and being like, oh, I can't figure out what that is, but it's a complete, it's just a bunch of designs. So I just remembered that yesterday and I thought that was really interesting. Um, and people should watch that video, even though it might seem uppity or whatever it is. It was a pretty good video. It was a nice video. It was made by uh, one of those like insider, like business insider, I don't know, something like that, Vox maybe. Um, we we if you just look up McMan if you just look up McMansion, but otherwise, I'm gonna try to push our Facebook page. Yes, we'll post it on our Facebook page. Epiphanies no exclamation point on Facebook. Follow us there for new episodes. Ah huh? ha ah. ah and Linus Pauling. Oh, that's the guy. Linus Pauling won the Nobel Prize in Chemistry in 1954 to say, wait, argued that due to a non-functional form of L-glunolactone oxidase, an enzyme required to make vitamin C that is functional in most mammals, humans have developed a number of adaptations to cope with the relative deficiency. So he didn't say megadose. Okay. For, I mean, he but he he was a, a guy who was behind the mega dosing thing. He okay. didn't win the Nobel Prize for saying, "Take your emergency, kids." Yeah. Uh, he but he did, what did think he win that, it for what I just said. Just that. Okay. Yeah. So, but that didn't include mega dosing. No, he just said that we don't create enough vitamin C. Okay. Yeah. Um. But he thought that mega dosing. He was of the cult that thought megadosing could cure cancer and AIDS and all sorts of deplorable illnesses, and then he died of prostate cancer. That's a cult? No. You you said cult. <laughs> I did. It was, it was a word choice. Maybe it's a cult. Maybe there's a vitamin C cult. There's yeah. a cult for everything. There is. Yeah. It's true. And there are, th- there are hidden cults. There, there are cults there are probably in this room. We're probably... Po- we're, we're definitely probably a part of some kind of cult. Yeah. I don't know what it is yet, but... I worked for Quick Trip. Uh, I mean, <laughs> do you think Quick Trip's a cult? I'm positive. <laughs> you should see their end of year meeting. I'm sorry if I'm revealing Quick Trip secrets that aren't meant to be out, but uh, you get everybody from the like the whole area, from uh, like uh, 30 stores in your area. They go to this huge um, ballroom. You all sit there, 1,000 people in a room, uh, and watch as they tell you about like the things that they're doing, and it feels very culty because it'll be like, and we sold nine billion cigars this year, and then everybody erupts into applause. And I'm like, <laughs> that is known to cause cancer. <laughs> yeah, true. And we sold no vitamin C. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they sold the, so much milk. They sold so much milk. And uh, they, but yeah, they applaud over all these things that are like, m- at at best morally inert, yeah. at worst morally ambiguous. <laughs> like things like, oh, we sold this much gasoline. We are, even though uh, world use of gasoline is going down, we have sold more gasoline than any other station in the state. And everyone goes. Whoa! And I'm like, I want people to ride their bikes. <laughs> Maybe I, well, I'm also yeah. part of that cult. So yeah, I've thought about like it, it's hard because um, uh, I'm an environmentalist, and Joey also can relate to that kind of stuff. Um, environmentalist, yes. And um, 
the only difference is like I graduated with that um, but Joey also subscribes to those things and so it's very hard to talking to people about it's not very hard but talking about eating because neither of us eat meat and we go plants (laughs) and i and i know the stuff about eating dairy and um the dairy industry in our state and all that stuff and um it's very it's a very complicated issue some people try to uh some people try to blame farmers for whether it's pollution or uh, treatment of animals and stuff like that. I and blame the cows. <laughs> that That's a bit different. <laughs> Why, you foolish animals? Why have you conglomerated? <laughs> Why do you keep standing there? Get Why do- <laughs> out! Free yourselves! The cows are their own oppressors. Yes. And um, I've interacted with this stuff and I've interacted with farmers and um, it is a very complicated issue, but it's because people have an idea of how you're going to answer them or how you're going to react when you say, I'm a vegetarian or I'm vegan or I don't eat this or whatever it is. It ends up being you feel like you've drank the Kool-Aid type of thing where you've bought into it and you're having to defend your ideas and sometimes you're caught off guard like right now i wasn't thinking about that stuff and i'm like i I could go into it but i'm not going to um but and then you you feel weird you feel weird i think well here's uh, so my my thing with animals the the agriculture industry and the um, animal husbandry and the dairy industries are it doesn't matter what you believe. Um, if you like, if you eat meat or not, if you think that animals are here to be eaten or not, um, animals are kept in horrendous conditions in the state of Wisconsin. Like that is just the case. I hope we don't lose people with this, but it is the CAFOs confined animal feeding operations. There are thousands of heads of uh, cattle in one building. Uh, practically on top of each other in cases and there are farms that do it really well there are farms that care about yes their animals. in in the state too yeah of course. and there are small family farms that's that's what complicates it is there are, there are big farms that are doing things wrong but then um that are pretty immoral yeah illegal um, in other countries but yeah. here just because of the way well the and passes that have been given to these industries means that they don't they don't follow the same regulations as they probably morally should be. And there, but there are some people that are family farms and they've been doing things in a certain way, but they're clumped in and every, all of the farmers then have to take on the burden of like people saying, well, you're polluting our water. Um, it's not our fault. <laughs> it's the cows. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's a very complicated issue, and it's so I I actually do not mind talking about it, but some, but I I am also of the thought that um, I I think our bodies have evolved to be able to eat meat, and um, I think if it's absolutely necessary, yeah, eating meat is fine. Like if it sustains you, I don't really mind hunting if it's um, not done with like high power. High-powered rifles. Um, I like to hunt with grenades. Yes. (laughs) Uh, No hitting deer with cars. Um, That helps all of us. Yeah, no. Have you seen that where people will go and just like hit deer with cars? They hunt that way. Yeah. On purpose. Yes. Um, I've seen hunt. I've heard about hunting that way, but also just people being dicks and doing that. That's horrendous. Um, But... But honestly, like I, if you're doing it the correct way and you're doing it with a license and all that stuff, um, <laughs> to, to drive I, into a, I, like a my, driver's license. Yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> a hunting license, <laughs> um, and a driver's you. license, and uh, like license with your uh, gun, all that. Um, I, I have family that hunts and has um, their, they have venison and it provides meat for them for like the entire winter so i don't think it's a terrible thing i want to segue okay uh you said driving 
I have uh, thought about driving. So I, while I was sick, um, I drove over the Leo Frigo Bridge. For those of you who are listening not in Green Bay, Wisconsin, which I imagine is very few of you, uh, the Leo <laughs> Frigo Bridge is when the Highway 43 goes over the Fox River. It's one of the largest bridges in the area, um, and there are accidents that happen on it. It kind of uh, it collapsed at one point a little yeah. bit. It's kind of built on the marsh. Not great. It's the ground the foundation for it is not stable it can sink and one time it did sink and as far as i know they kind of just put it back up it almost and killed my mother <laughs> when she was she was going to be on that bridge 45 it, minutes early but she was late for work or something it's just yeah oh that when it collapsed yeah when it collapsed oh my god in the, the 80s 90s anyway um yeah it's it really bridges are bad news uh and you really Not shouldn't take that bridge if you don't have to um but it is the fastest it's the only way to get bridges, across town <laughs> bridges are bad news the bad news that's epiphany's official stance on bridges bad news mm-hmm. you if you need to get across the river you got a boat you swim yeah ferry you swim uh i was driving on that though and i was <laughs> tired and i was sick and i I, uh, I got into the left lane. Um, I was passing somebody. They were going real slow on the bridge, probably because they were frightened, as they should be. Uh, and I cut somebody off, and it was very frightening. They honked. I They must have been scared. I was scared. And I'd, I'd never really do that. Um, mm. Yeah, I know. Uh, it was scary on the bridge. Uh, and I recognized that we shouldn't be driving because everybody... I feel like whenever anybody's driving, they're at like 75%. Humans weren't meant to drive. I, I, the other day was driving to work and I was thinking, so lately, because usually I'll like listen to music or a podcast, but lately I've been just like pausing my stuff and just allowing myself to think about things because it's, it's a good opportunity to think. But, um, I realized, oh, I don't remember driving like this distance exactly i don't like usually i pass by this thing and i just completely forgot about it and forgot about everything else within i don't know uh five mile this not five mile uh like maybe three mile distance yeah. like no, just forgot about it. it it is my opinion that human beings are already running grand theft auto 5 <laughs> software it, on a floppy disk every day yeah no i we're not playing that game i mean okay. that we this no i got that but the software we are trying to use is too advanced for the hardware that we have our brains weren't even meant to think i'll get into that i'm sure later what <laughs> i don't i don't think we we're meant we're we're playing we our system is set up for tetris and we're trying to play 4d chess okay <laughs> That's my conspiracy theory. Uh, no, I, I don't. I don't think we're. I don't think humans are as rational as we want to be. But um, I think it's open to whatever happens. Whatever. Yeah. Um, point with that being, so we're already ill-equipped to be people, uh, and then we put ourselves into a machine that we are not. We are never fully equipped to drive a car. I d- we're not capable of always being having the spatial awareness to drive a car. It just, you forget. Yeah. You blank out on the highway. So I think we're always operating at 75% when we're driving because we're doing this extra thing. Our minds are at 50%. Uh, and if you're sick, we you're might down be to 25. To people. Yeah. Like... There are innumerable uh, distractions mm-hmm. that exist in this world. I find that when I, if I'm driving alone, I'm a much better driver than if I'm, with someone and I'm not gonna not talk to people but it's almost embarrassing because I will say oh I'm a good driver and then suddenly when someone's in the car I've never I've never crashed my car I've never crashed my car um but like there will be like there will be like Anna that person stopped up there you gotta hit the brakes and that kind of thing where it's or Anna you didn't turn on your turn signal usually I remember the turn signal but um, just things that say I'm not a good driver <laughs> um, because it's I'm just, a great driver. All the signs say no, Anna. Even just like a little distraction can just take you away, like take you out of it. 
and you'll miss like the little things that you usually catch when you're driving like when someone stops in front of you so yeah anyway continue thank you uh <laughs> yeah so uh, everybody nobody gets hurt if we're all operating at 50 percent yeah if we're all halfway good at driving nobody gets hurt but as soon as anybody slips we're fucked as soon as joey's a little bit sick or anna's got a friend in the passenger seat crashes abound things are gonna get screwed up i can't believe how is that legal (laughs) how is it legal for us to careen dangerously over an unstable bridge laws don't exist the world is made up so now I'd like to talk <laughs> about bare naked ladies. Oh, okay. Oh, you you were playing their music yesterday. I was because I have a fan theory. Okay. Uh, I'm the fan. This is my theory. <laughs> bare naked ladies is a ska band. What did they sing or play? Ska. No, no. <laughs> What songs? Because I remember you played it, and I remember recognizing the song. Because I don't, I don't listen to Bare Naked Ladies, so it's been one day since you looked at me. Oh, okay. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, it's ska. It it why? It kind of sounds. It kind of sounds like Sublime, like that, trying to take on a. Like, kind of trying to take on, like, a what's that called? Ska. Bob Marley. Oh, reggae? Reggae. Kind of mm. taking on a reggae reggae vibe, like the like the voice, like the, like, you know. Oh, yes, the don't. Yeah, yeah yes, yes. <laughs> we all know Bob Marley's favorite song. Yeah. No, well, yeah, well, Ska is, of course, for those uninitiated. Um, which might include Anna. Uh, I I kind of know, but like I can't. Scott Scott's basically a kind of punk. Uh, no God, somebody's gonna be mad if I call Scott punk. It, <laughs> it, it's like rock, but with a big band in the background. Okay. And it's more often than not five white guys, uh, and oh, one of I them didn't plays think that's the what tuba. It was. Um, and yeah, it, it's it's a big band sound. With then kind of like a, a cool 90s guy uh, um, like rock s- front. S- beach thing. I don't think there's a beach. Okay. Maybe we'll listen to ska afterwards and we'll figure this one okay, out. Okay, yeah, because people will say like ska and I've, you know when you think you know what people are talking about and then it changes. Like right now. Yeah, like right now. But like it's happened to me a few times specifically with ska, but I've never... (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know I was bringing up a sore subject for you. Well, no, like like you'll have an idea in your head and and then it's not right, but then you'll keep going back to that idea until the point where I'm like, I know what you're talking about. And then it's just like, wait, shoot. I've just remembered, I never know what that is. So <laughs> I, I thought I, I had you, but I, I, I never I've, did. The thing is, like, I'm pretty much saying I've covered this topic in my in my past, but I don't remember <laughs> what what the outcome was. So yeah. We're gonna listen to some mighty, mighty boss tones, uh or Bostonies. I don't know how they pronounce it. Because whenever I think, of, I think originally, like, because I was, like, maybe in middle school or something when I heard, like, someone refer to something as Scott, and I'm thinking Scotland. And I think, <laughs> like, honestly, that is where my head goes back to. And so it's, like, now the idea of Scott is, like, a combination of whatever, like, when you what you started describing and Scotland and just like thinking about yeah I I don't know it's a it's it's not a clear thought in my head ska is what you make it yeah the ska's the limit <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway yeah ska ska, ska is uh, I can't think of there's a um it doesn't matter um yeah well the bare naked ladies bare naked ladies I feel like if bare naked ladies had like accidentally 
wandered into the wrong end of the the music shop when they were 19 they could have easily become a ska band they are right there the sound is on the very brink of ska because they're, they're 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 indie kind of uh folky folky rock like oh. early 2000s late 90s type of thing yeah well For... they were at their their peak in the 90s yeah um but they 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 could have easily been ska they dodged a ska sized bullet <laughs> they if if one trumpet, a big band bullet. If a trumpet and a, a upright bass would have accidentally wandered into their recording studio, they would have been <laughs> ska. And uh, bare naked ladies, thank you for your service. <laughs> Straight out of. Are uh, they still a band? Yeah. Like, are they together still? Yeah, it's been. Well, I think they're front runner. Uh, Page, front runner. <laughs> front runner. No, front man. Uh, Larry Page? I don't know. I okay. don't know his name. He, uh, I think he left. He had some problems with drugs, but otherwise, it's the original, um, it's the original band from the, from all back in Toronto. They're not from Toronto. They're from Canada. Are they? Okay. Yeah. I yeah. I like I said. I don't know much about the Bare Naked Ladies. And as you should, <laughs> no, learn learn about the Bare Naked Ladies. It's yeah, part it's of our as white people. As white people and. I feel like there's a weird pressure. I'm right at the end of millennial age. So like 1995, I was born and like at the end of 1995. So technically I'm in the millennial like by two months. Um, There's this pressure to kind of know early 2000s, 90s things. And honestly, I didn't have like the social stuff uh social not social media what is it um social mores no i'm (laughs) i'm talking about nobody ever told you pop culture pop culture there we go um i don't have the pop pop culture references because my family didn't have internet for a while and we didn't have cable so it was public television so um I, I was not in the boy band. I, w- I didn't know much about boy bands except for when uh, the Backstreet Boys visited Arthur. Um, <laughs> the Hardvark <laughs> um, were on there. Like Then I learned a little bit about the Backstreet Boys. But um, yeah, I feel this pressure to know that stuff and to connect in some way. But it's weird. I feel like I can't connect in those ways. Like, I'm just learning about Destiny's Child more, like, within this past year. and She's all grown up. She's all grown up. It's Beyonce. No, there are other people. And that, <laughs> there I've, are other people I've learned Child. that I've learned that that is a big controversy within, like, Ooh. the, like, music stuff. Like, don't, don't just say it was Beyonce. It was Michelle and I think Kelly. And there were some other people. Um... <laughs> Dave and Dave yes so those are very recent things to me and I know I was like six or something when all this was happening or seven eight but yeah just learning about it anyway sorry Ska (laughs) I'm done with that we're gonna wrap up the podcast but Anna first I want to ask yes how long has it been since you listened to the bare naked ladies uh yesterday it's been one week Okay. (laughs) So, you ready to wrap up? Yes. (laughs) Okay. So, uh, you can follow us on Facebook. Facebook. That's it. Epiphanies. Uh, No Uh, no. exclamation point. Yeah, no exclamation point. I can never say exclamation point in one take. Um, But uh, we also have a chip uh, chip jar. A tip jar. We have a tip jar. Uh, The link is... To that is going to be in the um, the information section of this podcast. Wherever it is posted, it will also be on the about section in the Facebook page. Um, if you want to support this podcast going forward, we accept uh, tips and uh, amounts from one to twenty dollars. So feel free to tip us. Also, feel free not to. Yes, which I'm sure many people will take advantage of, but. 
we do this because we like it, not yeah. because we want to make any money off of it. Yeah, we do have happen to have microphones, um, but equipment is always nice. But yeah, we're doing good. We're yeah. doing fine. We're doing well for ourselves. Enough. <laughs> we also uh, we've been told we got a tip that was not money. It was just advice that we should have a better outro. Last week, we just blew into the microphones. Which was loud. Oh, is that why? No, but it was loud. Okay, I didn't mind that. I thought it was fun. But, um, so... And Joey, Joey tasked me with figuring outros. Um, but I want you guys to give me outros um, instead. So if we run into you, let us know or comment. Comment, um, like, subscribe. Yes. And um, so I just wrote down within like the two minutes Joey gave me before starting the podcast, just uh, relish in your epiphanies. Joey thought that was dumb. And I, didn't think it was dumb. I don't think it's the best outro, but. Well, this, I'm going to, I'm, I don't want to, it seems like I'm a. I'm uh, controlling. Sorry, it seems like I'm controlling this operation. I didn't give Anna two minutes, and I didn't give her anything. I said, "Anna, please help." And Anna said, "Okay." And then <laughs> Anna came up with, uh, "Relish in your epiphanies." That was fine, but she followed it up with, "Relish in your epiphanies." Ding dong, the witch is dead. Bye. <laughs> so if you think we should do that, go ahead and comment. Just what Anna said. Yes, I feel like copyright is in there somewhere. Sure, we probably also broke that by talking about the ping pong. Ladies. Ping pong, the witch is dead. Okay, um, <laughs> so why don't we end with that for today? <laughs> okay, so just relish in your epiphanies. Ping pong, the witch is dead. Bye. Bye.